Governance Podcast, a special edition during the summer holidays. On the 10th of September, many churches across the land will be celebrating Education Sunday 2023. They can, of course, celebrate it any Sunday if they wish. It's an initiative of Churches Together in England, and a mix of people and organisations have been involved. It was my privilege to write the sermon notes And I've recorded that sermon, which I offer you now to listen to. You might want to even use it. Uh, But you can access all the resources for Education Sunday 2023 and the theme, which is the Armour of Light, on the Churches Together website. Romans chapter 13 and verse 12. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armour of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality or debauchery, not in dissension or jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. September and Education Sunday is the beginning of a new chapter. A new academic year, at least for some, will feel like a brand new start. Some of us will wake before the alarm clock summons us to the new day. Those minutes when you'd prefer to have continued to sleep Your mind races with the ideas, concerns and hopefully excitements which the day, the week and the forthcoming term may include. St Paul in our text is concerned for Roman Christians. Surrounded and perhaps tempted as they were by the deeds of darkness, which is what he describes happens in the night time, Paul has some sound advice. Without dwelling on the negatives, it's worth reminding ourselves that the Christian is called to a different lifestyle, a counter-cultural approach to life best summed up in the Beatitudes. Jesus' deepest challenge is to a daytime style of living. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth, he says. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Within public service, you won't find many people who disagree with the Nolan principles of selflessness, integrity, objectivity, accountability, openness, honesty and leadership, even if they are not always consistently pursued by all whilst endorsing each of them as Christians we could do even better if we reflect and pray over the armour of light found in these classic blessings of the Christian faith. This radical manifesto from the lips of Jesus are alternative values and the counter-cultural life of the kingdom of God given to us by him himself sitting on a mountainside. You may like to imagine him with the backdrop of the sun rising as the day begins, even though the Sermon on the Mount may not actually have taken place at that time of day. 
His teaching is not as improbable as it might seem. It has resonance for teachers who have a love and passion to reach out and speak into the lives of the next generation to educate. That is why they entered the profession. It was with a passion for teaching, which is essentially bringing about change and transformation, the development of children. Margaret Cooling describes Jesus' Beatitudes in this poem. Jesus is not about giving us fairy tale virtues. He's rewriting the story. He's tearing up the script and starting again, giving us a new story to live by. In his story, the rejected are counted among the winners. Love reaches out to the undeserving and the guilty are forgiven. In Jesus' story, God gives up everything to become one of us and love wins through suffering. In his story, the proud are dethroned and the humble exalted. The first become the last and the last become the first. In his story, the meek do inherit the earth. So whether you are a giver, a teacher and a model of Christ's example, or the recipient as a child, a parent and others, this tall order for Christian living is not achieved in isolation. Paul is writing to a community of Christians. God originally first called a nation to himself and now in Jesus extended the blessing of being God's people to all who call themselves Christians. That is why Education Sunday is also a call to the church to support and engage with its community of educators, indeed the schools in their area, their locality. In Church of England schools, with their Christian vision, under the overarching vision of being deeply Christian, serving the common good, there is every opportunity to become a community that explores what this means in practice. It's worth head teachers and governors considering how to nurture a sense of community amongst their teams. Thankfully, God has not left us without many indications of how he will equip and protect us. The expression in our passage, armour of light, reminds us of the armour of God in Ephesians chapter 6. Put on the whole armour of God so that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes. So writes Paul to the Ephesians. Paul implores us and develops what he meant in today's text in Romans 12. Picking up each distinctive piece of armour to a soldier is as normal as getting dressed every morning is to us. So it should be for all Christians, if not mentally doing so morning by morning, certainly intentionally reflecting on what the breastplate, the shield and so on means as to how we live and depend upon the provision of God. It is doubtless no mistake that Paul starts his armour detail with the belt of truth buckled round your waist. A belt can of course be decorative. But for many, it's an essential item if our clothing is to stay in place without disaster and embarrassment, even humiliation, which might otherwise be the un unintended outcome. This belt of truth could refer to the Word of God, our Bible. It is there that we find our spiritual refreshment, direction and correction. The Psalms constantly remind us of the importance of the law of the Lord for our flourishing referring at least to that part of our Bible that was available when this poetry was written, 
but now we would see it as appropriate for all 66 books. It's no mistake that the first psalm expresses this with a metaphor anyone can appreciate. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do prospers. If you know the original story of the Passover in Exodus chapter 12, the catastrophic terrible happenings in the plagues experienced in Egypt culminated in a night of terror which every Hebrew household was kept safe from. Why? Because they were pre-warned, they were obedient and they sheltered under the protection that God provided. That very evening, on God's instruction through Moses, their leader, they painted the blood of a lamb they were roasting for dinner on their doorframes. This was to be a sign of protection and the beginning of their journey from slavery out of Egypt through the parted waters of the Red Sea and into the Promised Land. From the dark night during which they had suffered for 430 years as slaves, the sun was rising and daytime beginning. It is unthinkable what it meant for any families that did not obey God's promise and what they missed out on. Thankfully, and at last, thousands upon thousands were able to make the journey. We can only imagine the relief, the joy and the flourishing they enjoyed as they journeyed. Every year since then, Jews have celebrated this Passover. They won't have sung the penultimate psalm in our Bibles, Psalm 149, back then, as they do now, but it contains the sentiments that would have been on their lips. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. Today. Jews and Christians regularly, some even daily, use this psalm to express their praise to the God who delivers, who protects and who blesses his people. These words could also be the outpouring of your praise as you step over the threshold of your school tomorrow. They're part of the armour of light you need to face whatever the day brings to you. This is a reminder of what God did is doing and will do as you live in the light, serving the one who said, I am the light of the world. Whoever walks will, uh, whoever follows, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus went on to commission us as his followers to be the same in our community, in our locality, in our school or schools when he said you are the light of the world so whatever your fashion sense or lack of there is one outfit you always need to face the day every christian in education or not needs to know what god requires of them and the right way to be clothed to obey him the armor of light or as the chapter Romans 13 ends, rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening and do make use of the resources. The details will be in the notes below the podcast. Well, we'll be back again in the new term and meanwhile, wish you God's richest blessings.